podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This is Brums the Word from Anything But Footy, brought to you with Cookery Sports, the official kit provider for Team England. It's less than 10 weeks away now and we can't wait for the Commonwealth Games. So we've started our build-up to Birmingham 2022. I'm John. And I'm Michael. It's going to be brilliant. The eyes of the world will soon be on the West Midlands. And every week between now and the opening ceremony, which I'm looking forward to, on the 28th of July, we'll be hearing from one of the stars selected to compete. Hi, I'm Sarah-Jane Perry, and I'm delighted to be going to my second Commonwealth Games at Birmingham 2022 to represent Team England at Squash. More from Sarah-Jane in a moment. We'll also be telling you how you can get your hands on an exclusive discount on Cookery's Team England range, just for listening. And we'll be rounding up all the latest headlines in our news from the Games including the first gold already. How has that worked? You have to find out. This is Brums the Word with Cookery Sports, a podcast from anything but footy. Now, we know that the sport of squash is not on the Olympic programme, so the Commonwealth Games remains a very special event for those selected. And for Team England's Sarah-Jane Perry, as she told Michael... It's all taking place in her backyard. Born and bred in Birmingham, always lived in the West Midlands, um, went to university at Warwick University, one of the hosts, still live live in the West Midlands, train in the West Midlands, all of it. <laughs> home, home games. How special is that? Yeah, loads and loads of my friends and family have already got tickets and I'm sure you know, there's still tickets available. So there's going to be more uh, buying them as, as we get closer to the games as well. Um, like I said, you know, born, born and bred in Birmingham, it's pretty special. I don't think many athletes get that opportunity in their career to have the biggest multi-sports games that their sport is a part of, to um, have that in their home city um, with so many of their friends and family able to come and watch without having to uh, trip over the other side of the world. So it's pretty, it's pretty cool. Um, and I'm also really excited for everyone competing from across the Commonwealth, but also everyone coming to watch to experience Birmingham, the West Midlands. It's amazing cultural diversity. Like it's a very young demographic in Birmingham and it's you know very welcoming as well. And the, the changes to the particularly Birmingham city centre over the last 10 years have been phenomenal. And um, I think people are going to absolutely love everything, everything about the games. It's going to be spectacular. I lived and worked in Birmingham in the late nineties, lived in Edgebaston, worked for the Birmingham Post and Mail. This is going to be a fantastic event for, you know, what I recall even back then is just a fantastic city, isn't it? It, re- it really is. I think, um, a lot of people have a sort of uh, idea of it from maybe from the like 90s or really early 2000s. Um, and since then, the work that's gone into the city to improve the areas in this, you know, the city centre, the squares are all fantastic. There's so many community spaces now as well. And I think that, you know, Commonwealth Games is known as the friendly games. I think this time they've gone extra extra far on that and the cultural program and getting people involved and the legacy side of it 
there's no stone been unturned on those they are absolutely paramount and it's fantastic to see and also squash has really pushed the you know they're making themselves um make sure they're the sport that gets the most out the legacy side as well and to infuse so many young people not all just not just young people as well either about sport in general but potentially about squash is is pretty is pretty amazing and um i think it's going to be a really special atmosphere across every venue every um community activity that is surrounding it and what always comes up obviously when we talk to squash players about the commonwealth games is you don't have that olympic moment like so many of the other sports on the program this for you is as good as it gets in terms of the multi-sport event isn't it absolutely the squash isn't part of the Olympic Games. It's it's something we've um, we've aimed for, but have just fallen short several times. Um, as a, as a player, it's it's difficult to comprehend um, as a sport that ticks every supposed want and trait and desire of the Olympic Games, and it really would be the pinnacle of our sport. So it is it is you know as an as an actual athlete, it's frustrating that it hasn't been included, but at the same time. You know, it's fantastic we're in the Commonwealth Games and it is really, really special games. And um, for us, it is absolutely, you know, the pinnacle, the pinnacle of our sport. And it's right up there with our world championships as on it levels of importance. So, you know, it, it, it's it's quite difficult to uh, comprehend the Olympic thing. But, you know, we look really positively on the Commonwealth Games and, I think you know, we can have so many nations come and compete and the the medal spread and everything it's it, it is varied as well so um it's going to be really awesome to show our sport and show how um we've modernized it and we've brought it up to date and it is more than anything it's a fantastically exciting sport to watch and introduce new people to it and you know there's going to be plenty of them that are going to be hooked on it pretty quickly for the record, Sarah Jane, I think it's difficult to comprehend as a squash fan and a sports <laughs> journalist as well why it's not got in the Olympics, especially when you consider all of those innovations that the sport has made to try and get on the programme. But let's talk Commonwealth Games. And how do you reflect on last time and the last time you were able to compete at the Friendly Games? Yeah, the Gold Coast last time, that was my first Games. And um, I think I was really hyper, hyper aware that I didn't want to you know, be overwhelmed by the village and everything like that. And it is spectacular. And it was, you know, I could have very easily been overwhelmed, but um, I sort of, I think I prepared myself for that and actually managed, you know, I managed to stay really focused and um, play some really great squash to, to sort of make it through to the final. And, the you know, the final, it didn't go my way. I, you know, I, I, I fought every thing I had and it you know just fell slightly short so this time we're going in sort of very different um outlook um this time I will be actually one of the the top couple of seeds whereas last time I was not seeded to wasn't you know seeded to get a medal whereas I'll be probably the the second and um highest ranked player going in and also have that the memories and experiences from last time so I will be absolutely lying if I said I didn't, would be pleased with anything but gold. <laughs> but there's probably four players 
on the women's side going in there with that exact same attitude. And it's going to be an absolute dogfight, which is why <laughs> everyone should go and watch because, you know, I, I'm not going to, I'm not going to lie and, you know, go right. If I, if I, if I do all right, it's, you know, it's going to be easy. It's absolutely not. There's some quality players in there who are ranked right around each other in the rankings and consistency wise have been right, right near each other as well. So all I can do is focus on getting the best performance out of myself possible and everything between now and then really is focused on getting myself to where I need to be for, for the games. I've been covering all these various team announcements for Team England. I love to hear the fact that every athlete I've spoken to says, you know, I will be disappointed if I'm not getting the gold medal because Team England <laughs> do put the right setup around you to help that performance for that ambition, which is to be back at the top of the medal table. Absolutely, yeah. I think last time, as it was my first Games, and I you know, wasn't sure what to expect. I, I was going to be happy with any medal. Um, and, you know, I was, I was very pleased with my silver medal, but I just sort of had that glimpse at the gold and to be able to do, to be able to win that gold medal in front of my friends and family in my home city would just be even more special. And you don't win everything. You can't as an athlete. And that, you know, it will be disappointing if I don't, it won't be the, it won't be the end of the world, but it would be very disappointing. And everything between now and then is, is about, trying to do the, the best I can to get that and to help help Team England um, stay on stay on top of that medal table as well. And hundreds, maybe thousands of screaming Brummies behind you in uh, a cycle <laughs> where we've not seen a lot of sport with crowds, of course. It's great to have them back now, but, but that could be the difference this time around, maybe. It definitely could be. I think the, the crowds uh, play a big part in sport and it's been amazing to have them back recently um in much larger numbers so it was sort of phased back and we were allowed a few fans and um but also had a lot of hesitancy about coming out to watch and go to venues and things and now you're seeing that ease a bit and you're seeing sellout crowds here for the for the sort of semis and finals for our events um in the UK which is just amazing it was great to have a proper crowd a full proper crowd back and you, know, you and be able to have my family come with me as well to my events and uh, not have to just leave them at home down the road and uh, say right I'll be back when I'm done <laughs> so when you win that gold medal where is it to celebrate is it a broad street Brinley place kind of celebration Harborn <laughs> high street the mailbox at well, home well my, my my coach is um he's a big fan of fine dining. So he's introduced me to the world of fine dining. So, um, you know, I have, having worked in Edgebaston, I'm sure you'll be familiar with one of, you know, his, uh, his go-to is always Simpsons in Edgebaston. Um, but I'm also, you know, and they also have the cross in Kenilworth where I live as well. So I'm a big fan of both of those, but, um, you know, there's plenty, there's so many good, to be honest, I'm more likely to, you know, spend my money in, uh, in one of the really, uh, amazing, amazing restaurants of Birmingham. Um, there's, there's so many, there's so many, and there's a few, there's a few that I haven't been to yet. But um, I think I'd definitely be taking my coach to uh, either Simpsons or Adams. I think would be uh, on the on the cards definitely. I'm not sure my favourite, the Edgebaston Tandoori on the Hagley Road, is fine dining, but but I'd recommend it maybe for a follow up. 
I, I can also recommend uh, Shababs on the Lady Pool Road. That's also a uh, that was also from my coach as well. So he's been go- he's been going there for 40, 40 years and had the same thing every time. So I've had some I've had some great meals there as well. Well, we look forward to seeing your celebratory pictures online from one of those fine Birmingham eateries uh, when the job is done. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you. As always, absolutely brilliant, Michael. Commonwealth Games and culinary recommendations. Frankly, what more do you need from a podcast? Now, Sarah Jane is one of nine squash players selected to wear the Cookery Sports Team England kit at Birmingham 2022. The world number six is joined in the squad by Gold Coast gold medalist James Wilstrop, along with Adrian Waller, Alison Waters, Daryl Selby, Declan James, Georgina Kennedy, Lucy Turmel and Patrick Rooney. This is Brums the Word with Cookery Sports, a podcast from anything but footy. So to come, we've the latest news from the games. But don't forget, you can explore the full range of official Team England merchandise at cookerysports.com. And if you want to save 10% bargains to be had, use the code ABF2022. That is an exclusive offer just by being a listener to Brums the Word from anything but footy. Yep, get on there now before it's too late and look the part for Birmingham 2022. It's going to be some party this summer. So on to the headlines in our news from the Games. The Queen's Baton Relay is the equivalent to the Olympic torch for the Commonwealths. It started in the build-up to the 1958 Games in Cardiff, but every four years it travels thousands of miles around the 72 nations and territories competing in the Commonwealths. And it's a big week for the Queen with her Platinum Jubilee, so as part of the celebrations the Baton is back in London from Thursday, June 2nd for four days over the long Jubilee weekend. In case you'd forgotten, it'll be carried by 40 baton bearers, including Team England stars. It'll visit community sport clubs. There'll be landmark visits like Battersea Power Station and the Tower of London, as well as celebrating the legacy of London 2012 at Queen Elizabeth Olympic Park in Stratford. How can you forget that Birmingham 2022 is the biggest sporting event held in the UK since London 2012. I can't believe it's a decade ago, 10 years ago. <laughs> we were younger, I had more hair, I was less grey. And before all that, of course, I lived in Birmingham, as we've been hearing with Sarah Jane there. It's building up to delivering its games. It successfully staged two major events on the same day in the city last weekend. If you've heard our podcast recently, you'll know I was at the Diamond League Athletics meeting at the redeveloped Alexander Stadium, of course, which was packed with the great and good of British athletics. Many great performance there, world-class stars, people wearing the Great Britain vest, lots of England athletic stars wearing their cookery sports vests as well. It really was terrific to be at the Diamond League. Meanwhile, over the other side of the West Midlands, at the newly built Sanwell Aquatic Centre, the Prep the Pool event took place with 300 junior swimmers racing in the 10-lane 50-metre pool. They took part in a competition mirroring the opening day of the swimming gala at Birmingham 2022. Team England has already named 48 swimmers competing across all the events. And Birmingham 2022 has finally won its first gold, even before the Games have begun. A floral display by the City Council, inspired by the Commonwealth Games this summer, won a gold medal at the prestigious Chelsea Flower Show. Who made you, Alan Titchmarsh? (laughs) This is Brums the Word from Anything But Footy, brought to you with Cookery Sports, the official kit provider for Team England. For all your bespoke sportswear needs, 
visit their website at cookcrewsports.com. And join us again next time as we continue the countdown to the Commonwealths. We'll be hearing from Team England powerlifter Louise Sugden. Podcast Network.